Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to Least of These, where I cover the cases that need it most, because every life matters and everyone deserves justice. I'm your host, Leah D, and today I'll be covering the case of Shantiri Weems in Baltimore, Maryland. Let's get right to it. Growing up in Baltimore City, Shantiri Weems had a dream. A dream that began when she was just a young girl. A dream of following in her mom's footsteps and owning a home-based daycare center. One where children were loved on, educated, and protected. According to the Baltimore banner, Shantiri Weems was born Shantiri Young in 1972 in Baltimore. Known to her friends and family as Shani, she was the baby of five siblings. Her father worked as a licensed nurse and her mother, of course, ran that home daycare in West Baltimore. Shantiri graduated from Baltimore City College in 1990 and a few months later gave birth to a son. Eventually, she became a correctional officer at Brockbridge Correctional Facility where she worked for 11 and a half years. It was there at the facility that Shantiri realized it was time to chase her dream when she began to notice that the prisoners kept getting younger and younger. She wanted to make a difference and thought that it would be more effective to reach people earlier in life. Shantiri learned about a nonprofit organization that was dedicated to building strong women-owned businesses, Women Entrepreneurs of Baltimore, and she applied. She was accepted in the program and in 2005, she and fellow corrections officer and friend Nicole Knox opened Little Kids Castle Daycare in Columbia, Maryland. A year later, the women opened a second location in Owings Mills. They later had to close their Columbia location due to financial reasons. But Little Kids Castle Daycare in Owings Mills thrived. Shantiri's dream had become a reality. And perhaps there was no one more perfect to run a childcare business. Shantiri was loved by practically everyone. She was a mother and stepmom first who poured her heart and soul into her children and her business. Shantiri was well-respected, hardworking, and fierce in everything that she did. 
And this wasn't your run-of-the-mill daycare either. Little Kids Castle served children from 6 weeks to 12 years old. And there were field trips, plenty of educational classroom activities, and social events. Parents were not only welcome, but encouraged to come and be part of the experience, chaperoning field trips and helping out in the classroom. Many of the families kept their children at the center for years, and Shantiri basically became a part of the family. For over a decade, Little Kids Castle Daycare served the families of Baltimore. In 2017, Shantiri was 45 years old and had a new man in her life. He was 52-year-old James Weems Jr., and on paper, he certainly seemed to be a perfect catch. He served in the Marine Corps and then went on to become a Baltimore police officer. The Baltimore Banner reported that James Weems joined the department in 1996 and medically retired in 2005, but he stayed on as a contractor until 2008. After that, Weems worked in the private security industry. Eventually, in addition to his security work, James Weems began working at the daycare as a temporary van driver. Life for the Weems seemed pretty damn perfect, and for about five years, it continued on that way. That was until a hot summer day on July 18, 2022. According to Shantiri, as she spoke to the Baltimore Banner, the day started out like any other. Shantiri and James were at home. James left to take his suits to get them dry cleaned, but minutes later, he walked back in the house, calling out Shantiri's name. Something was wrong. James held a paper in his hand as he explained to his wife that the Baltimore County Police had just handed him a search warrant for his cell phone. He told her it had something to do with watching child pornography or showing it to children. He went on to say that officers were on their way to her daycare. For Shantiri, none of it made any sense. Why would police be interested in her husband's cell phone? What in the actual hell was happening? As her mind raced, James Weems denied he had done anything wrong and claimed he didn't have a clue what was going on. Law enforcement did in fact arrive at the daycare and immediately seize the van that had transported so many children. Shantiri asked officers to explain what had happened, why police were taking the van that belonged to her business, but according to Shantiri, they weren't interested in giving her any details. As Shantiri tried to make sense of it all, the following day on July 19th, police officials told her she could come pick up the van. At this point, she thought to herself that maybe everything was going to be okay. Maybe this was all a big mistake or misunderstanding. I mean, surely they wouldn't just give back the van if something horrible had happened. A mistake was the only thing that made sense. Maybe they had gone through the phone, found nothing, searched the van, again found nothing. After all, her husband was a good guy, a former Marine and a police officer. Surely there had been some confusion and this would all be over soon. But nothing could have been further from the truth. Another day passed, it was now July 20th when Baltimore police informed Shantiri that they were shutting down the daycare and would be interviewing all of the children. 
and that was about the extent of what police had told her. Though it seems Shantiri started to put things together, the phone, the van, the daycare, child pornography, was her husband being accused of the unthinkable, because it was sure seeming like it. When she got the news that investigators had shut the daycare down and were going to interview the children, in a daze, she called James and screamed, What did you do? And he denied once again that he had done anything wrong. That night, James Weems was working security at a conference in D.C., and prior to all of this, Shantiri had planned to stay with him at the upscale Mandarin Oriental Hotel in Washington, D.C. As planned, she went to the hotel, but her phone rang off the hook, with concerned parents calling to figure out exactly what was happening. They had always trusted Shantiri. They were demanding answers, as any parent would. But Shantiri couldn't give something she didn't have. She wanted answers as much as they did. But she wasn't getting any from police and she sure as shit wasn't getting them from her husband. And not for lack of trying. Shantiri asked James repeatedly what had happened. Maybe it was something innocent that had been misinterpreted. Or maybe he had inadvertently stumbled upon a website he shouldn't have. Or at least that's what she must have hoped. After a sleepless night, the next day, July 21st, 2022, Shantiri left DC and headed back to the daycare. She sent out an apology message to all of the parents. That's when she received a response from the mother of a child she had taken care of and loved for years. The mother told her that they needed to talk and that she'd stop by the daycare. And she did. As Shantiri and the mother spoke, Shantiri could see the obvious pain in her face. She knew instantly that this mother was telling the truth. What was that truth? According to Shantiri, as she spoke to the Baltimore Banner, the mom told her that authorities had interviewed her children and that one of those conversations went badly. Shantiri said the mom mentioned that the alleged perpetrator was a staff member, but further in the conversation, revealed that one of the children told investigators the name Mr. James. Shantiri didn't know what to say or do. Her world as she knew it crumbled before her. Everything she had worked for, her dream, it was shattered on the spot. And the children? Shantiri loved those kids. They were everything to her. How could her own husband, the man who had sworn to protect her and the children she cared for, a man who she trusted completely, a man she loved, betray not only her, but innocent children. How had she not seen it? Her mind was racing. She was at a loss for words and felt like the world had ended right then and there. She thought about taking her own life, but first she needed answers. The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. 
For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Shantiri left the daycare and headed to the hotel in D.C., stopping to grab a bottle of alcohol, thinking it might help her numb the pain. Now, drinking wasn't something Shantiri had done in nearly 20 years, but she was desperate. Eventually, she arrived at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel and went up to room 853 where her husband was staying. She waited, and when he got back into the room, she confronted him asking him repeatedly to tell her what had happened. The confrontation turned into a full-blown argument, and according to Shantiri, James reached for something and came towards her in a threatening manner. Shantiri knew that James carried a gun, and Shantiri had brought a weapon of her own for protection, a 9mm handgun. Shantiri Weems aimed her gun and fired, hitting James in the neck. The bullet traveled through her husband's neck and hit the wall, which caused the smoke detectors to go off, alerting security. According to prosecutors, James Weems was not reaching for his gun, but his cell phone. Shantiri fired again, this time striking James in the left femur. With the alarms ringing out, security notified police, and they were on their way. Police arrived moments later and a standoff ensued. Shantiri barricaded the room by placing her back against the door. An officer called out and asked if someone had been shot inside and Shantiri responded, Fuck him, he's a child molester. James Weems shouted to the officers that he had been shot in the head and leg and Shantiri told him, Shut the fuck up, I will kill you. While I probably should feel bad that a man had been shot twice and was pleading for help, if I'm completely honest here, I'm kind of having a hard time finding the sympathy. Let me be clear. I'm not advocating that anyone should take the law into their own hands. What I am saying, though, is that as a mom, I kind of get it. In that moment, Shantiri Weems was every mother, every parent. She was filled with rage that someone she loved could have betrayed her in such a sinister way. She had always loved and protected the children in her care as if they were her own, all 93 of them. And at this point, she believed James Weems had used his position at her daycare to prey on innocent children, innocent children that she had vowed to protect. And that was unforgivable. Shantiri Weems snapped. She would later sit down with WUSA 9 News' Bruce Lashan and say so much herself, stating, I snapped. I'm not a violent person. I'm not a person that goes around. I've never been in trouble. I'm not a person to go pulling guns out or ready to fight. I'm the one that people call when they get hot-headed and they need me to talk to them and be like, it's not worth it. I snapped. As James Weems Jr. lay on the floor of room 853, shot twice, Shantiri contemplated again ending her own life, telling officers that if they came into the room, she would shoot herself. But that didn't happen. After a 25-minute SWAT standoff, officers forced entry into the room and took Shantiri into custody. 
James Weems was transported to George Washington Memorial Hospital, where he underwent surgery to have metal rods placed in his leg to rebuild his femur, which had been shattered. He remained hospitalized while investigators executed a search warrant in the hotel room. They seized two guns, the one Shantiri had shot James with, which was found in her purse, and another weapon that belonged to James, one that he was licensed to carry. A journal was also recovered from the scene, a journal that belonged to Shantiri in which she had jotted down notes such as, I want him to face the world as scum. I hope he gets beat up in jail and I'm going to paralyze you. And further, I want these kids to get justice and you gonna pay. And my only regret for me is that I didn't put the bullet in your head. She had then went on to write out a last will and testament, documenting how she wanted her worldly possessions to be divided. Shantiri Weems was charged with assault with intent to kill, assault with a dangerous weapon and gun-related charges, including possession of an unregistered firearm and possession of unregistered ammunition. She sat down with investigators and admitted to shooting her husband after learning he had molested children at her daycare and came towards her in a threatening manner when she confronted him. After her arrest, support for Shantiri was immediate. A free Shantiri movement began. Petitions were circulated, which garnered thousands of signatures. A GoFundMe for Shantiri's legal defense raised $3,000 before it was taken down since raising funds for a criminal defense and a violent crime is a violation of GoFundMe's policies. Some of Shantiri's supporters were actually parents of children who attended Little Kids Castle Daycare. The Baltimore Banner spoke to several parents and employees at the daycare. One parent who had children at the facility told the outlet that despite the arrest, she had full trust in Shantiri, stating, I would trust my kids with her 10 times over. If she got out today or tomorrow and decided to reopen, I would give her my kids. Other parents echoed the same sentiments. It was very clear that despite the circumstances, the community rallied behind Shantiri Weems. The same could not be said of her husband James, however. In fact, one former employee who spoke to the outlet said she noticed a few red flags. She stated, I felt like he was a little too friendly with the children. A lot of parents didn't trust him around their child. She continued recalling that James Weems treated girls and boys differently. With little girls, he'd pick them up and embrace them or flip them upside down, even if they were wearing skirts or dresses. With little boys, he'd wrestle with them, sometimes taking things too far, to the point where teachers had to step in to break up the play fights. And further, the former employee had to repeatedly stop James Weems from taking girls to the bathroom and would even try to prevent him from entering daycare rooms. And when she did have to stop James, she claimed he would yell at her. Another parent told the outlet that while she didn't frequently see James at the daycare, her children talked about him a lot, especially her daughter. The mother said, She would always talk to me about Mr. James. Oh, Mr. James gave me candy. Or Mr. James took us to school today. So when I found out that this was going on and my child has talked about Mr. James and the way that she has talked about him, I got alarmed. The mom had spoken to her child and asked if anything inappropriate had happened. 
Thankfully, her daughter reported that she had never been touched or shown anything inappropriate. But the conversation still affected her. The child was confused why she was being asked those types of questions and asked her mom when she could go back to daycare to see Shantiri again. The mom stated, I'm confused. I'm hurting for these kids. I'm hurting for my kid. I had to explain why she hasn't gone back. It's tough. It's just tough. Tough was exactly what it was, and it was about to get so much worse. As James recovered in the hospital, four days after the shooting, he was officially charged with multiple sex crimes against children. First, it was 12 and then 20. And as time passed on, the charges kept racking up. Eventually, James Weems was facing 33 counts to include multiple counts of sexual abuse of a minor, multiple counts of second degree assault, multiple counts of third-degree sex offenses, and multiple counts of fourth-degree sexual contact, along with displaying obscene material to a minor. And that's just to name a few. These charges stem from allegations of abuse concerning four different children, three girls and one boy ages 6 to 12. Charging documents obtained by CBS News gave a little more insight into the crimes it was alleged James Weems committed and it went as follows. On July 3rd, a family member of a 10-year-old girl told police that he observed her looking at pornography on a tablet. The girl told the relative that Mr. James, the bus driver at her daycare, showed her where to find such videos. The 10-year-old girl was interviewed at the Baltimore County Child Advocacy Center, where she said the bus driver had shown her, quote, a lot of videos. The girl told the relative that her daycare bus driver, Mr. James, had shown her the website on his phone. While speaking with family and investigators, the victim described multiple sexual assaults that had taken place on the bus and daycare playground. The child said James was the only person who was nice and would give her snacks, and that he told her not to tell anyone about what happened. Police said the victim also mentioned a second girl at the daycare, who James seemed to be close with. After the search warrant on James Weems' phone was executed, investigators found a pornographic website in his browsing history that matched the name of the site given by the child, which he had visited multiple times. Investigators also tracked down the second girl at the daycare the first victim had mentioned, and she told her parents and later investigators that Mr. James had touched her in, quote, a very inappropriate way. Further, the girl told police in an interview that Mr. James also asked her to take explicit pictures of herself, but that she said no. On July 21st, a social service worker had interviewed a seven-year-old boy who also attended the daycare. The little boy said a male employee had touched his private area under his clothes, but did not want to say who the employee was stating that the male employee told him that he would get into trouble. When all of this information hit the news, support for Shantiri intensified. Because, of course it did. Sure, she had shot her husband. I mean, she probably shouldn't have done that. 
but with support from some of the families who actually attended her daycare and knew exactly what kind of person Shantiri was and the community at large, which tends to have a disdain for child predators. Coupled with the fact that if these allegations were true, James Weems Jr. was a literal monster. Everyone seemed to understand why she had done what she had done. Some even applauded. I can't applaud publicly because that might be irresponsible of me. But if you've been around long enough, you can probably guess how I feel about the situation. My personal feelings aside, of course the law didn't applaud Shantiri Weems. And despite the public outcry to free her, she remained behind bars awaiting trial. Her bail denied. Just over four months passed when on November 28, 2022, a deal was struck between prosecutors and Shantiri Weems' defense team, and a plea agreement was reached. Shantiri pled guilty to one count of aggravated assault and one count of carrying a pistol without a license. The other charges were dropped. In exchange for her guilty plea, the state was recommending that she spend two years behind bars before being released to serve three years on probation. While they were willing to make a deal, the prosecution still contended that Shantiri Weems had deliberately and with premeditation shot her husband at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel that night of July 21, 2022. And the notes scribbled down in her journal and the fact that she had brought a gun with her and shot her husband not once but twice proved it. The defense, on the other hand, claimed that it was self-defense and that Shantiri had taken her 9mm handgun with her for protection because she knew James had a gun of his own. She didn't expect to live that night, which is why she had written out a last will and testament, and that James Weems became aggressive after she confronted him and she had shot him in fear. The judge scheduled sentencing for February 3, 2023. After the proceeding, Shantiri's attorney, Tony Garcia, spoke to WBAL-TV, explaining that the plea deal was made because he wasn't so sure a jury would be convinced that Shantiri had acted in self-defense. He stated, Even in a situation where you shoot a person that you believe is coming at you to harm you, there was a second shot, and that second shot can be argued one way or another in front of a jury, and she did not want to take that kind of risk. He went on to explain that his client definitely had remorse, but it might not be in the way one would expect. Tony Garcia said, She was confronted at a very emotional, momentary, shocking moment by the parents of the children that her husband had molested. He continued, That she let those children, that those children got hurt on her watch. She has extreme, extreme remorse for that. Her attorney went on to say that Shantiri never intended on killing her husband. She had wrote in her own journal that she had no intent to kill him, but she did intend to stop him from molesting children. And protecting children was something that his client was never going to shy away from. Tony Garcia said, She never wants to stop fighting for these kids and she had to stop a child molester. The courtroom was packed with supporters for Shantiri as it had been for every proceeding. On February 3, 2023, when D.C. Superior Court Judge Michael O'Keefe stunned the courtroom, 
by rejecting the agreement and handing down a sentence double what even the prosecution recommended. Judge O'Keefe sentenced Shantiri Weems to four years behind bars and two years of probation after her release. This sentence sparked outrage, and many felt the judge got it completely wrong. One of them being Jolene Ivey, who was a council member in Prince George's County, Maryland, and wife of Congressman Glenn Ivey. After attending the hearing, she spoke to Yahoo News and stated, The judge in this case, he's really created a martyr. There's a groundswell of support. I mean, if he had just given her the two years, everybody would have said, Well, you know, you can't go around shooting people for any reason. She got a sentence that she agreed to and she can move on with her life when she gets out. But her sentencing is extremely unjust. She wasn't saying she shouldn't serve any time at all. They agreed that two years was sufficient for the crime. When that judge doubled the time, I was just dumbfounded. Like, for what purpose? And really, that's a good question. Is Shantiri Weems a danger to the public? I don't even think the prosecution would argue that. Shantiri was always a hardworking and outstanding citizen her whole life. She served her community with pride. Yes, she committed a crime. Yes, technically, she should be punished. But the punishment should fit the crime, and the circumstances surrounding the shooting should be taken into consideration. This woman had just learned the man she loved and trusted most in the entire world had betrayed her in the worst way imaginable and victimized children. Children she was responsible for since her daycare was the reason this monster had access to them. She snapped. You're damn right she snapped. Wouldn't you? I want you to take a moment to really think about it. Put yourself in Shantiri's shoes. A mother she had known for years told her that her husband had sexually assaulted a child she loved while in her care. The police had raided her daycare. The van had been seized. This was a woman who devoted her life to protecting and caring for children. He was a monster who hid behind a badge and credentials. She knew he had a gun, and she now believed wholeheartedly that he had assaulted at least one child. What would you have done? Do you believe Shantiri Weems is a danger to the public? That the world is somehow better or safer the longer this woman is behind bars? After sentencing in March of 2023, Shantiri spoke to WUSA 9 News' Bruce LeShan from jail and told the world that though she had made a mistake by taking matters into her own hands, she was thankful for the support and despite being handed down a four-year sentence, she vowed to make the most of her time in jail by completing programs to better herself. When asked if when her time was done, she would contribute to the world, she responded, stating, I will and I'm still contributing now, despite being behind bars. I'm definitely going to make a great batch of lemonade from these lemons I've been dealt and I'm going to help and I'm going to continue to help children. Shantiri revealed that she had officially filed for divorce and that she was cooperating with authorities fully into the investigation of James Weems. When asked if she would apologize to James, Shantiri responded, I will apologize when he apologizes to those children. 
In late March of 2023, the Baltimore Banner reported that James Weems Jr. would be facing at least two trials. The first for one of his female victims, in which he was charged with 10 counts, including sexual abuse of a minor, rape, and assault. There were 23 additional counts that allege he sexually abused three other children. Those charges would be brought forth at a separate trial or possibly multiple trials. The reason? Under Maryland law, defense attorneys would be given the opportunity to confront and cross-examine witnesses at a hearing if prosecutors were seeking to introduce what's called evidence of other sexually assaultive behavior at trial. If the cases were tied together, that would mean the children would endure multiple cross-examinations by Weems' defense team, which is something that prosecutors just weren't willing to put them through. If the cases were tried separately, they would only be required to be cross-examined one time. A date was set for the first victim for May of 2023, but for some reason, a reason I could not find, there was a delay or maybe several. That's pretty common, especially in a case of this magnitude. According to CBS News, a new trial date for James Weems has been set for May 6, 2024. At the most recent hearing on the molestation case, which was earlier this month on October 3rd, James Weems Jr. was released from jail. I mean, technically, according to court documents, he was held without bail pending his trial. But that doesn't always mean what we think it means, because apparently held without bail doesn't always mean held behind bars. And instead, as Shantiri Weems sits in jail serving her sentence, her now ex-husband has been released from jail, the judge granting him Level 3 home detention. Level 3 home detention is just a fancy way of saying house arrest. His house arrest did come with some stipulations. Weems is restricted from making contact with any of the victims or witnesses in his case. He is reportedly staying with a friend and supporter who believes in his innocence. I just want to point out here that house arrest is typically granted to those who are considered a low risk to their community. Would you consider someone who is facing 33 counts of sexual abuse charges against children a low risk? Because I sure as hell wouldn't. Are we all somehow safer with Shantiri Weems locked up behind bars and James Weems Jr. out on house arrest? Maybe a better question is, are the children safer? Shantiri Weems remains behind bars with a projected release date of December 17, 2025. She has since been granted a divorce from James Weems Jr. Despite her circumstances, she remains a force to be reckoned with. Upon release, she plans to run a nonprofit organization named Opened Umbrellas for Little Kids, aiming to help children who have survived sexual abuse. The organization is already registered. You can bet your sweet ass I'll be following this case closely and bring you updates as they become available. Before we go today, I want to encourage all of the parents out there to have an age-appropriate conversation with your children about personal safety and sexual abuse. Have an open and honest conversation and make sure your child understands that you are their safe space. They can always talk to you about anything and that you'll listen no matter what. Make body safety rules a part of your safety routine, just like buckling a seatbelt or explaining to your child what they should do during a fire. 
talk about it often, making sure that they understand that no one has access to their private parts, not even someone they love or trust. Because all too often the perpetrator is someone that you and your child know and trust. It's not the scary man with the scary van handing out free candy. It's a family member, a coach, a pastor, a teacher, a family friend. In fact, according to earlyopenoften.org, in 90% of child sexual abuse cases, children know their abuser. And at first, it's not menacing or scary at all. Offenders build a trusting relationship with their victims in order to create a connection that then allows them to initiate the abuse. Offenders also earn the trust of the adults who surround their victims in order to be allowed to be left alone with them and avoid suspicion. They groom both the child and the child's family. For the child, it may look something like giving gifts, taking them out on special outings, giving them extra attention, or allowing them to do things that they aren't usually allowed to do. And for family members of the potential victim, it looks like offering help by giving rides to and from school or babysitting, being overly friendly, and wanting to become part of the family. Offenders are usually well-liked and often considered upstanding members of their communities. And this fact, combined with the trust they have built up by grooming victims and their families, is why child sexual abuse is traumatic for parents as well as children. Such a betrayal of trust can be devastating. If you suspect a child is being abused, reach out to your local police or child welfare office. For resources and more information about how to safeguard the children in your life, visit earlyopenoften.org. I'll be sure to drop a link in the show notes. For more information on this case, head over to my Instagram at least underscore of these or my Facebook at least of these podcast. I'll be bringing you an all new episode next Thursday. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already so you don't miss it. You can finally get all your episodes ad-free just the way you like them for just $2 a month. And as a member of Patreon, you'll be the first to be notified when new tiers will be launched with exclusive episodes and a few bonus surprises. Go on over to patreon.com slash least of these to support the show today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for caring. If you know something, say something. And until next time, be good to each other.